as you can hear from that wonderful piece of Christmas music in the background the Christmas season is upon us and the man you need most at your elbow over the Christmas season is Oshin Davis of Great Irish Beverages who is here tonight to take a normal everyday gin and turn it into something that will have you lying under the mantelpiece (laughs) (laughs) before the Queen's speech (laughs) with your Uncle Barney (laughs) what have you got I love Christmas Tom I'm not going to lie to you um it is a fantastic time of the year, and of course, it is a fantastic time of the year to imbibe, which is... This is your get-out-of-jail card, isn't it? Season. It kind of is, you know, yes. and um, I'm being pulled uh, in all sorts of directions at the moment with with work, uh, and it's all drink-related, because that's what I do, of course, but... Um, what is cool about this time of year is that you can it, it actually gives you a, a great opportunity and great license to try different types of drinks because at the end of the day when you're out and about on Christmas parties you tend not to pay for these things you know you this ha- is you, true this is it this is it yeah. so this is the time of the year number one to milk your boss for all he or she is worth right go right. for it um, take the piss just right. go for it especially when if you happen to be in one of these nice cocktail bars that are dotted all around Ireland now get in there try all those different drinks that you, you may not have always wanted to get because they're a little bit too pricey just go for it and of course as well if you're having some drinks in the office or at home it's a good time to splurge um, we, we get gift we get gifts of drinks all at this we time do. of year you know what I often get like bottles of whiskey myself yeah. or bit, bits of you some know, would say not enough gifts <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what I wanted today. to do what I wanted to do to, uh, tonight was to uh, put together uh, two of my favourite drinks uh, gin and Prosecco and make them into a very nice drink that is very simple to make and is a, a great one to serve at the office if you've got, you know, if you're one of these ones that likes to have a couple of, uh, I suppose, a bit of prinking in the office and photocopying the arse and all that kind of stuff that people do. That stuff doesn't happen anymore. Yes, it I, does. I can't believe you uh, think we live in an age like that. Uh, I, I, I've been at sessions like that so here. Far behind <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever yeah. been yeah. to sit in a photocopier? <laughs> photocopier <laughs> was <laughs> removed. <laughs> This is this is really good. Uh, this is a really good drink to photocopy your arse to. I can definitely I say that. You know, that we, I can say that with experience. News talk does not condone. <laughs> <laughs> news talk as a company, but Tom Dunn as a person <laughs> never has and never will. So basically, yes, this is um, it's a very simple drink, and it's it's very festive uh, because it's got some bubbly in it and a nice Irish gin. I use Dingle Gin, and I call this one a Gin Royale because it is a twist on the Kier Royale. So Kier Royale is a very uh, simple drink made with creme de cassis, which is a blackcurrant liqueur, and some Prosecco or champagne. Okay? Uh, yeah. But this one, uh, what I do is I put in, I get take a shot of gin, I get dingle gin, yeah. I have 15 ml of creme de cassis, 10 ml of lemon juice. I shake that up for a few seconds to, to get it nice and cold and to dilute the ingredients. And then I pour that into a, a nice champagne glass, top it up with the champagne, and boom, there you go. Sounds fantastic. Um, really nice. You're not really going to use champagne, though, because nobody Prosecco. does anymore. That's well, crazy. that's true. Unless yeah, your boss happens then. to be paying but for you know it. Then you know what? Sometimes uh, Audrey flies a flag for cava. Cava's very nice, yes indeed. Yeah. Or a sect, which is from uh, the Czech Republic. Would um, you prefer a cava over a, a Prosecco? There's some nice dry cavas that I've, uh, that I've had out there. The problem with a lot of the Proseccos is that they can be very sweet. Yeah. Uh, the one I have here is actually a dry Prosecco. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan of cavas or sparkling wines from New Zealand or California. Yeah. 
Okay. You know? Well, um, you get cracking on that. Will do. And basically what you're trying to say is that at that moment when the boss comes over to you during the Christmas party and says, Mary, you've done a great year and you know, would you like a drink? Gin, gin Royale, please. <laughs> yes, Gin Royale. Well, there you go. Immediately. With champagne. Yes, I'll have a Gin Royale with champagne, please. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So with all my friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. He's going to make that for us now and we're going to drink it in a moment. Before that, uh, at last, we get to talk about some films and one of them is, uh, is I will call it Mona till the day I die, but Moana. Mm-hmm. Moana. And it is for children. Yes, and it it's is for Disney. families. And it is for Christmas. Well, yeah, well, okay. It's out in December. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is from Disney, who gave us recently Frozen and Wreck-It Ralph and Big Hero 6. And in my top five films of the year, Zootropolis, ah, from film. early this year. Um, and this time out, it involves a young princess who is going to take over a uh, kind of Honolulu-type island. Uh, from from the chieftain, um, but she's she's a modern princess. She wants to break out into the world and live her own life, and you know, kind of kind yeah. of the way Elsa did. Um, and when she leaves the island, she's told by the spirit of the ocean that she must help the demigod, who's play, who's voiced by the Rock, the Rock, no the way. Rock, no less. Love it. That they must go and find the island Gaia, who can replace, who can start to replenish the natural wonderment of the earth, because. Uh, it, it just like nasty famines and plagues and stuff has, have, have started to take place around the world and it's up to two, to two of them to you know set things right very good um, I read a little bit of this I didn't know it was a children's movie and it said uh, when her island's fisherman can't catch any fish and the crops fail she learns about the dom- demagogue Mao caused the blight by stealing the heart of the goddess Tifiti mm-hmm. I thought it's either a drugs movie or it's a children's movie <laughs> it's a children's movie yes do you be surprised how, how overlapping those two Venn diagrams <laughs> 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 it's true so uh, that's a great relief altogether. so essentially the, now I saw a tiny little film on my phone uh, earlier that's gone now but it was a little cute pig in it and people were there are yeah there's a very cute little pig there's a hilarious uh chicken assistant character in it as well who who will steals the show entirely without obviously having any words because it's a chicken um and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of humor in it and it's very beautiful to look at because in the same way that when you've seen frozen and they did a really good job of doing the scandinavian ice and snow and glaciers and all that stuff and this one has that really beautiful tropical hawaiian uh, Polynesian vibe to it and it's just beautiful plus yes I don't know if everyone will know this but you know Hamilton that that huge musical oh, yes, that is like one. massive in America yeah, right yeah, now the by, one that Pence it, went to the other Lin, day yes Mike Pence. that's the one yeah. Lin-Manuel surname I can't remember his name yeah. he ha- wrote the songs for Moana oh right so Disney are doing a very very interesting job of getting people who are very current and topical to write songs for very their good. stuff now because um, that was very good about Frozen Frozen the songs were great ah yeah yeah I think I think Let It Go won the Oscar if yeah. I remember correctly and I'd say if they play their cards right there's one or two in this film as well that will definitely go on maybe to win Ooh. the best Oscar song as well very, and you, we talked about the chicken being the star because uh, well, you, we talked about the other film you mentioned this name has gone from me now Zootropolis yes yeah, the slots, the slots. The star. brilliant yeah. they oh stole the show can these Absolutely. lads live with the slots well I don't know. I have a special place in my heart for the slots because I feel uh, they actually speak to me as a person. But <laughs> your spiritual animal, exactly. Just yes. take my time slowly, doing everything I can. The slots uh, might be my favorite uh, film moment of the year. It's classic, it's true, absolutely it? brilliant. And uh, when he tries to tell his fellow sloth the same joke he's just heard, like that is, <laughs> like that is the, probably the funniest moment of any film I've yes. seen this year. Yeah. But there's a chicken in this that is. It's it's up there. Oh, it's man. really really funny. This sounds very good. Look out for the chicken. In this uh, clip, Moana consults her crazy granny. It's time to put my stone on the mountain. 
Okay. Well, then head on back. Put that stone up there. Why are you acting weird? I'm the village crazy lady. That's my job. If there's something you want to tell me, just tell me. Is there something you want to tell me? Is there something you want to hear? Uh, I love it. I'm the village crazy lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's my she knows job. her place. I would love a job like that <laughs> at some point. I think you could do it really uh, well, I Tom. I'd love it. I'd take to it like a duck to water. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen that over the weekend. Uh, how many of, out of five have you given this? Four. Four out of five. Excellent start really, to really the good. films tonight. Um, that means uh, that I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be great. But I just wondering, I couldn't make out the voice of the crazy lady who she was. Are they well known? Really well known uh, Outside of The Rock, not too many of them will be too well known. I heard no. The Rock is great in this. He is really, really good. And yeah. sings. He does sing. And I'd say one of his songs will definitely be one of the songs that is nominated for Best Original Song. Amazing. And he do, like he's just one of those really charismatic people who entirely owns who he is as a person. And like is yeah. totally willing to make fun of himself. And not a lot of Hollywood superstars are willing no. to do that. But he just seems like the crack. Yeah, and he is having a ball in this. If there was an Irish equivalent, it would be the crack, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Is the crack in this? <laughs> the rocks. The rocks having the crack. Yeah. The, the rock, rock is standing the beside the crack. The crack and the rock. Between yeah, the rock that's and the crack. four out of five. That's a film I think many people will get to see over the weekend uh, because the little people will bring them to it. But the really exciting film is the one about um, Sully, and it's this true life tale of the pilot who landed um, his plane on the Hudson River. Yeah. Now, it is also our IFI competition of the week, so we have a few pairs of tickets to give away. And a very simple question for you tonight is what ocean does the Hudson River uh, flow into? The Hudson River in New York, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah. Uh, which ocean does it flow into? So if you know the answer, text the name of of the uh, ocean to 53106 please put in your name where you are and uh, we'll be sending you along to that over the it's this Sunday evening to head along to that so yeah this is a very exciting story and yep. um, you know you couldn't imagine anyone else but Tom Hanks uh, bringing it home as it were so yeah uh, more. directed by Clint Eastwood it is based on the story that I think just about everyone knows because it wasn't that long ago it was True only story. what was it four years ago yeah what actually happened to the plane uh, it was it was hit by a bird strike, not like barely seconds after it took off. So birds yeah. hit both engines of the plane, and they lost power to both engines. So the captain made the decision to instead of attempting to fly into either one of the local airports, to instead attempt to land the plane in the Hudson. And everyone, if you don't know, knows yeah. you know how that ended. It was some of the most fantastic footage we've ever seen on TV. It was it surreal, incredible. absolutely surreal. And it, when you see the reenactments that Eastwood does in the film, like knowing that it happened only makes it a bit more impressive because it looks like something that would only act, actually happen in like an over-the-top action film where a, a, you know, a, a massive plane lands in the middle of a New York river. But do you remember, I think it was two or three years ago there was a film called Flight yeah. with Denzel Washington I love that film yeah. that was a great movie when he was flying it upside down exactly oh, my problem with that film was it blew its load in the first 10 minutes it had that amazing upside down plane sequence and then the rest of it was was Denzel Washington capable of flying that plane you're like the best bit was is over it's yeah. been over for two <laughs> hours now the smart thing they do with this film is that they keep coming back to the day of the crash landing uh, sporadically through the film and it, it comes up more or less to the very end of the film before you actually get to see Eastwood you know CGI the plane onto the Hudson yeah. and people being saved and that was very clever the only problem is is that because it was so recent and there's not really that much more to the story than you could learn from a Wikipedia yeah. entry that but by watching the film you're just like 
Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. There, is a, there is a recreation of what it's like to be inside a plane when that happens. True. And that must be an extremely exciting, worrying little moment. Because you know something like that did happen in Dublin Airport about, uh, this is what I was going to do, so I'm going to scare you with. Um, <laughs> about 30 years ago. And a plane taking off, once again, bird ingestion, foreign object damage, we call it in the They're trade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the turbine engine, it kind of compresses down, right? So if a bird goes in one size, he comes out a different size at the end. Uh, yeah, but but <laughs> several by, different sizes. Yes, maybe. But being compressed though, that does enormous damage to the engine. And when one tiny bit of the metal breaks off, then it goes through the engine and it cleans out the engine. It just like a dose of salts. Tell me, they've so, uh, improved. Now, to make this then. more exciting for you, <laughs> okay. okay, you can't fly a plane where the engine has that much damage to it. Sure, right? because it'll be rocking up and down. So to save this, make it easier. Ocean's looking even more more nervous. Now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fly tomorrow. <laughs> so the bolts holding the engine to the nacelles, okay, to the, the the wings, are explosive bolts. Good. So when they <laughs> detect this level of damage, they explode and the engine just falls off the wing because it's much easier to fly without the engine. As a glider. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Oh wow. So there's a terror, and that happened to an aircraft coming out of Dublin Airport. No way. Just one engine. So the, they're, they're perfectly capable of, of flying and landing on one engine. And that's what happened. But the tale of the pilot saying, we've lost an engine, we're dumping fuel, we're going back to the airport, is probably anyone who was on that flight, and one of those people was Gay Byrne, uh, the longest 30 minutes they will ever know. In their I don't know, lives. he's interviewed a few people now, that I'm sure he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so so th- do they recreate that kind of tension, that kind of terror? How do they, how do they squeeze into two hours? Well, they don't, first of all. That's one of the plus points is that right. it's only 90 minutes long. All right. It, like, f- flies by. See what I did? I see what you did. Yeah, thank yes. you very much. Very good. Uh, and they kind of keep the flight stuff to real time. The whole thing happened in, I think, 210 seconds. Yeah. And that's why I think they split it across the film is because they have this money shot of yeah. three and a half minutes. They're like, well, let's not just waste that in one yeah. go. So they keep telling the story of his investigation into why didn't you just land the plane back at Newark or yeah. LaGuardia or one of the New York airports that was totally gettable from where you were and then coming back to the day of the actual right. airstrike. Okay, so they actually hauled him over the coals. This now, and I've read some criticism of this film, they've said that it's, it's Eastwood and he basically has a message that no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the crux of the film. Really Pretty much, yeah. Like, that's, that's the story of it, yeah. Well, yeah. like, that's actually what happens. They, yeah. they, they did... Pro- well, I suppose they would have to investigate why he like when he, there were two perfectly good airports nearby he decided you know what the best option is that body of water that's yeah. where I need to land I and they do a good the job of investigating it yeah. but it's just again there's nothing in the film aside from the really good 200 and whatever seconds yeah. that they split across the film there's nothing else outside of that where you're like oh I didn't know that already yeah. hmm. I still think I'd enjoy this uh, flying with the seat of my pants. Um, <laughs> oh my so, god! Yeah, in this clip, the captain uh, <laughs> clashes with the investigator Ben Edwards of the NTSB over theories the plane could have made it back to LaGuardia. The best chance those passengers had was on that river, and I bet my life on it. In fact, I did, and I would do it again. Aviation engineers are theorizing you had enough energy to make it back to a runway. Well, engineers are not pilots; they're wrong. No, they weren't there. You stated that it was a dual engine failure due to multiple bird strikes? That would be unprecedented. Well, everything is unprecedented until it happens for the first time. Tom Hanks sounding magnificent as always. Is he good in it? He is good. Yeah. I, he, there's, 
I was explaining this to somebody the other day. Do you know? Do you know when the Oscars are doing and best actor, yeah. and then they do the nominations, and it goes Tom Hanks, yes, or Sully, and normally a bit would come up where you could see the acting for yes. the film. There's no scene in this where like that's the bit where they're gonna show at the yeah. Academy Awards where he's acting his ass off, <laughs> like the, everything is real. The way you just heard, he, yeah. he's solid. Well, he's, he's the pilot. He's Tom Hanks, but there's you no want the voice bit of calm. He needs to be absolutely yes. he does, but there's no bit where. Do you remember Captain Phillips? Did you see that? Yeah. Remember the bit at the end where they were checking him and he had this total breakdown? Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. Oscar clip bit. There's, There's no bit in this. Everything is so understated that it's the kind of stuff where the Oscars are just like, ah, it's Tom. Okay. We'll just let that pass. Um, we have tickets to give away to this a screening this Sunday evening in the IFI. If you'd like to be our guest, head along to that. Just text your answer uh, to this question. What ocean does the Hudson River flow into to 53106? That will cost 30 cents. We'll pick winners now in the next few minutes. Uh, the drinks arrive in the meantime. They're absolutely beautiful as always, Oshin. Yeah, I think this one works. I mean, you've got... Um, it's the hit of the gin, Oshin. Yeah. It's the gin. See, the gin and the citrus, they've, they're already kind of, they're easy bedfellows, shall we say, because yeah. gin and, and citrus love each other. Then uh, the berry with that you get with blackcurrant pairs really nicely with the Prosecco. So it all kind of just kicks off and you've got a good party in your mouth. Kind of you know? hits you. <laughs> um, you think it's you know the kind of Prosecco thing. Uh, we'll talk about this during the ad break, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> an undercurrent, let's say. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the kind of Prosecco thing hits you, but then you get that lovely kind of warmth from the gin mm. as it goes down your throat. It's really gorgeous. It's, it's a real party yeah. drink. And it's, it's up a on the website. Party color too. It's a lovely Newstalk.com. You can do this. You know you can over Christmas. Go it's called the Gin Royale. Give it a go and let us know how you get home. I'll dedicate that one, by the way, to Marguerite. He said, did you say gin, Tom? Check out this beauty. We were happily serving up in Connolly's in Sligo last weekend. It's Thomas Connolly uh, gin. Oh, right. heard that one I yet? haven't heard it. No, it I haven't looks, heard it yet. It looks I'd love to get you, a If you'd like to send a bottle yeah. down, please. Exactly. If we wish to, submit it for testing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have Rigorous an expert testing. Panel. Rigorous. We've had two more films to talk about. They're coming up after this. Uh, the winners of the IFI competition are Kevin Dillon and Harold's Cross and Eamon Castles and Mead and Ronan Doolan on the Navin Road. And the answer was the Atlantic Ocean and not New York City, as some people say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Yes. The Hudson River flows That was my old neighbourhood. That's where I grew up close to. Is it really? Yeah. I could see the Hudson River from, from pretty much my street, yeah. Wow, very cool. How could you leave such a fantastic area? Right, so the next Aren't film... Aren't happy he did, though? Yeah, next film, <laughs> Allied. And this is Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Yes, uh, two of the world's sexiest people playing two spies in... The way the film begins is in Casablanca in 1942, which is fairly ballsy considering oh, Casablanca. Gosh. It's exists. got cinematic history. <laughs> only one great movie starts and ends in Casablanca. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, all the gin Casablanca joints in all the world. Hey, gin joints. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so the two of them are two spies who have to pretend to be a married couple in order to infiltrate the local Nazis. Yeah. And is this based on a true story? Or? Uh, no. No, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, and they uh, infiltrate the local Nazis so they can kill a local kind of commander. Yeah. And while they're working together, they end up falling in love and become an actual married couple. So then they move back to England just as, you know, World War II is getting into full kick. And Brad Pitt's superiors tell him, we think your wife might be an actual double-double agent for the Nazis and is feeding back information from you back to them. Uh, and he's told not to investigate it. They're going to do it themselves. But, you know, it being wow. a film... He does investigate it. Okay, sounds good. I like all that. Um, and World War Two and everything else that goes with it. Do the kind and of it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did Back to the Future and Castaway and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and 
lots of really, really great films, <clears throat> uh, but hasn't been good for a while because he did those. Do you remember for a while, mocap was like a thing? Do you remember mocap no. where it was like the Polar Express and Beowulf, where he had famous actors in? And they had that oh, weird yeah, 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 animated, yeah. not quite real They're thing. They're very hard films to watch. Yeah, he was he kind of like pioneered that and was fully behind it and he directed three or four of them and they were all quite terrible. Yeah. And then he came <laughs> Polar th- Express now is a hard film to watch. Have you seen that one? It's, it's not good. If you go back and watch it now, it's actually unsettling to watch because yeah. the Tom Hanks as the train driver looks yeah. like a serial killer because his eyes don't yeah. quite connect with anything <laughs> he's looking at so nobody's eyes quite connect no it's, so everyone looks it's at really you. unsettling to watch super unsettling you can see yeah. oh yeah you could try something and it failed so it's leave weird. it weird yeah. so it's up on the shelf with all the other Christmas movies that you know they, they never I don't put them up in the attic anymore we just keep them where we can get them when we mm-hmm. need them and there's always this moment where we go Polar Express and everyone mm, mm. no you never take it down <laughs> no Throw it out. That. Right, so he's behind all that. You yeah, that was him. But yeah. he, you know, he used to be great. He did a lot of great stuff back in the day, and he's directed it. And it's got a solid idea behind it. Obviously, two very sexy people who are like, "Are you very trying sexy. to kill me? Are you not trying to kill me?" <laughs> yeah. But it never quite comes together. The chemistry. You'd, you'd assume Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard would have fantastic chemistry. You would. But you know, if you, he's allowed. You and. <laughs> Oh, this is oh, it, oh. isn't it? Though I am neither allowed to or will <laughs> ever talk about it because of the libelous nature of whatever <laughs> might have happened on that set or now didn't happen. If you're listening, we're Miss all, Jolie, we're all here just in the studio having a little gin and champagne. Just the three of us <laughs> having a chat. Just talking, you know, as as lads do. Uh-huh. You know, do you think there was something going on between Marion and Brad on I, this film? I don't know. You don't get any sense. Like I know, she issued a statement saying there wasn't. She did, and she was pregnant, and she's got a husband, and he's very famous and very French, and yeah. very, he's very handsome by himself. And I believe that nothing. I believe that nothing happened, yeah. but oh, I think oh, but it helps Brad, to sell movies. It, it does. Yeah. It really, really does. You know, he he went into this film, didn't he? Um, happily ensconced with uh, the wife. Yes. And at the end of this, he wasn't. Mm. You know, so something did. You, and didn't he meet his wife during the film? He met Angelina while yeah, Angelina. he was dating uh, Jennifer Aniston yeah. and he met her with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Right. Smith. Then he goes into makes this, you know, and again, at the end of it, the, the, the tables have changed. Yeah. You know? Like, but who are we to judge? Or you sound like a knitting circle anything. now, lads. You sound like a what? <laughs> a knitting circle. <laughs> That's we're, we're just commenting <laughs> on just saying, the celebrity you know, gossip of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> For the limited French dialogue spoken by Brad Pitt, Marion Cotillard acted as his tutor. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see, you're right. Back in the trailer, eh? Yeah. All that adds <laughs> enormous intrigue to this film. But <laughs> That's the thing. The, the background noise is far more interesting than the film itself because you would think the two of them would have amazing chemistry, but they don't really. Like, you, we have more chemistry with this really fantastic drink here than <laughs> these two people have with each other. Um, do you remember Friends? Do you remember Joey telling, telling Chandler? He was like, if they have bad chemistry, yeah. it's because they've slept together. <laughs> but if they have, if they have really good chemistry, then yeah. they haven't. Right. They have bad chemistry yeah. on the screen, despite I, the fact that I like they are Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. <laughs> now, I probably shouldn't base it on. Yeah, jo- your theory jo- is good up to the point where we don't have good chemistry. <laughs> Interesting. So, even without what alcohol, it, even without. So, what is the listener to assume? They whatever they want, right. whatever makes them happier listening. Let's take a clip. Let's see if we can listen to this clip and judge <coughs> from the chemistry as to what went on and didn't go on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Max Vatan's superiors facing him with an ultimatum. 
If it is proven that your wife is a spy, routine procedures in cases of intimate betrayal will apply. You will execute her with your own hand, and if we discover that you are an accomplice in any way, you will be hanged for high treason, Wing Commander Vatan, do you understand? He needs to confirm that he understands routine procedures. He understands the procedure, damn it. Um, that, that, that sounds like it's Angelina's speech to uh, Brad. And if you have been involved with her, you, <laughs> will, you will kill her with your own hands. You will assassinate her, <laughs> execute <laughs> herself, and then maybe yourself. Yes, we have ways of making you talk. <laughs> That's just overshadowed by that, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, so, this on. is that film. Yeah, out of five. Three. Three. It's okay. perfectly fine, um, but it's not as good as it should have been. And it's not as bad as it could have been. Right. Um, so your film of the week is... Are we done? No, I'm going to talk about the other one in a second, but I know it's no good. Moana. See, Moana. Yes. My film of the week, ah, even. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, absolutely. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Something to look forward to over the weekend. Um, Disney haven't put a foot wrong in a while. Like, I know they, they bought Pixar, but even Pixar have made a few missteps. Like, they made yeah. like, the good dinosaur hate uh, a while ago. Oh, just hearing that Andrew Sachs passed away. Hmm, very sad news. Manuel, of course. Um, right, well. Uh, we'll hear more on that in the news. But uh, if you're heading out this weekend, Arrival is at five, Trolls is still in there at four, <laughs> Bad Santa is two, uh, uh. Allied is three, and Fantastic Beasts, and where to find them, is still number one, and will be for some time, I would say. But uh, you have about 30 seconds on um, on Bad Santa 2. Uh. Probably 29 <laughs> seconds too many. Yep, leave yeah, leave it. That bad, really. Terrible, much. really, really bad. I interviewed Billy Just, Bob Thornton that's terrible. years ago. Yeah, Billy the, Bob, the ex Mr. Angelina Jolie, Angelina another Jolie, another, another roll, tie that's... in there, and he had a vial of her blood yeah. around his neck Classy. at the time, which we weren't allowed mention during the interview. No, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he was very very cool. He did two songs that weren't bad at all. He had a good album out at the time, and then he invited me for dinner, and I, I rang Audrey and said, "Yeah, I can't believe it, Billy Bob Thornton's after inviting me for dinner," and then we went home. We did the stuff to do that night. I know. But I was ringing the record company and they were saying, he's inviting everybody for dinner. So <laughs> apparently about 40 people went for dinner and then I don't think he even showed up. Um, uh. I, I didn't go. I didn't go. So you and Billy didn't go yeah, to we, dinner. We, Billy Bob Thornton and I did not have dinner together. <laughs> Dunn said defensively. So we never be radio. able to judge your yes. chemistry either. Oh, Shane, that drink was fantastic. It is thank up on newsdoc.com for you to make. Rory, thank you very much as always. Thank you. And uh, I can't forward to see, look forward to seeing Moana over the weekend. Little Green Cars are in session and they're on the way.